Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there, then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. What's happening, guys? Happy Friday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on today's show, it is the Dynasty preview of the A, excuse me, the NFC West. And I'm going to cut this again because no one's watching yet. What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and on today's show, we are going to be doing a Dynasty preview of the NFC West, and here to do all that with me is my good friend, is my co-host, is the man of the hour, and the man with the power, he is Jerry Sinclair. What's up on a Thursday, my friend? Nothing. Uh, if you're watching on you right now, the Hall of Fame game is going on, so we at least have a slight tease of a football game, which is always a good thing, but I'm good, my friend. Nice. Beautiful weather. The the football is in the air. That's what's important. Yeah, I guess. I guess you can kind of call that football. Uh, it's weird, man. We want some DFS. We want some fun. We we want football to be back. But what do you think the the regular the the preseason is going to look like this year? You know, historically, game one you get about a series or two or three. Game two you may get a quarter. Game three is the dress rehearsal, and then game four is nothing. But this year we only have three. Is game two going to be the dress rehearsal? Is game three going to be the dress rehearsal? Because then there's like a bye after the third game. So what are your thoughts on the preseason for those that are maybe a little bit gambling degenerate? Like me. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, it, Are they really start like the no-name the last week? I don't think they will. I think it would be the same. I think it's, it's still week three in my opinion. And then I, I think next, well, next week, but week two, probably going to be just the shit show where it's just everybody and it's horrible and, you know, that's that. But either way, it's at least thing. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of getting football back. I've been enjoying camp. I've been enjoying the camp videos. I've been enjoying a lot of stuff. So we don't have a ton of news, Jerry. So I'm just going to cut through some of the promo stuff real quick so we can get into the body of the show. We'll make this one a little bit shorter than the, the normal show. We did a 
redraft Q&A Wednesday night. Kyle's threatening to make it a podcast for Saturday. It was off the rails, Jerry. It was it was football, but it was way, way, way off the rails. And you missed it. Yeah, I know. Listen, everything that's off the rails is always better, in my opinion. Especially with Kyle, because he likes... He can stay on track from time to time. So when he he panics, it's awesome. (laughs) Uh, It it, it, it was fun. Uh, We shared a a comment. So for those that are not watching on YouTube, first of all, shame on you. That's how you're going to get your questions read uh, this season. Uh, Every show, if you ask a question in the live chat on YouTube, we will get to it, whether that's on the air, maybe it'll be a DM, or, or maybe we'll answer here in the comments, but... YouTube, man, uh, we're doing live stuff all the time. The Q&As are going to continue every Wednesday till the season starts. And you can support us by subscribing everywhere, leaving ratings and reviews. Jerry, it's been a hot minute since we've had a review. A hot okay. minute. Uh, I, what, do you, what do y'all want me to do? Like, do I, do I got to wear a tank top? Fix your, I, fix, like, fix your headphones? I, I mean, like it, it, it could be anything. It, it it's, sounds it's like, still sound like I'm underwater. It sounds like you're, like you're scuba diving. It's fine. Okay. We, okay. we, we can we can fix technical thing as we go. Um, Jerry, what are you looking forward to most in Canton? Um, meet all the people that I've interacted over this time. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that have been very influential. They've been good to me. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, it should be fun. There's a lot of people that I interact with, and I have better relationships with over the internet, as, as your wife would call them, your internet friends, than I do with people that I know in real life. Looking forward to putting a face to a weird avatar or just a weird person in general. So I'm excited for it. And to see you, you know. We have met before, but uh, it was a very long meeting. And yet here every single week it's talk to you. So it's going to be good to hang chill. Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and finish the uh, the promo work while Jerry gets rid of his scuba mask and his swim fins. He'll be right back. Um, like I said, the YouTube, they've got that going on. You can give us a five-star review, iTunes, wherever you're listening. Uh, we're, we're almost at 250. We're at 247. Would love to get three more. So you could be one of the three. If you're listening on your phone or wherever, hit pause. Go into the rating and review section, especially on iTunes. Leave us a five-star. That's how we grow the show. And don't be afraid to share the show. Right there on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, there are three little dots. You push those three little dots, and there's a share link or share show. You do that. You can share it to Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Instagram's a little weird. You can only share it like via Spotify. But, man, don't be afraid to hook us up with a share. And we will be back here next week with the final two divisions. We'll be back with the NFC North and the AFC North, and we are going to take just a second to hear a few minutes, a couple of words about our patron over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the national redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say, we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It's where new Dynasty gamers, intermediate Dynasty gamers, 
and the ultra-sharp Dynasty Gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24-7. No, really. It's a 24-7 group chat, thanks in part to the best international patrons in football. I'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in Dynasty Fantasy Football, period. It's a place of community. It's a place of interaction. It's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup to your rebuild and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and... Being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? All right, and big, big thank you for checking out the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, we added a couple of new members this week. Everybody's getting ready for fantasy football season. It's redraft season. And yes, Jerry is still still panicking. We didn't have much of a show sheet. The show sheet tonight was a little thin. So while Jerry is scrambling, I am going to start looking at... Um, let's, let's look at good people, bad tweets. So let's remember, good people... That's why we start this section with good people, because these are good people. They're putting takes out on the internet, but these are bad tweets and bad takes, and there's no shortage of them. So we are going to share one right now while I give Jerry a second. Uh, For those of you on the YouTube, you'll get uh, a little bit of extra time hanging out with me, but let's get to a a good person with a bad take. This take is from the Roto Surgeon at Surgeon. On Twitter, he says, don't be shocked when Christian Kirk outscores Devonta Smith. Now, this tweet was done before the Devonta Smith injury. This just feels laughable. Absolutely laughable. You've got A.J. Green in Arizona. You've got Rondale Moore, who is the newest Twitter darling. People absolutely love this guy. 
including our own Dallas Hyder, a.k.a. Mr. Salad Galore. They've got DeAndre Hopkins. And you know what? For as much as everybody thinks that the Arizona Cardinals are a super pass-happy organization, they're really not. They're, they're more toward the middle of the league. They're around 600 uh, total pass attempts. But Jerry, how are you doing with those new headphones? Well, Jerry is not doing okay with the new headphones because Jerry is working on getting those connected. So no, I, I just don't think there's a world. I think Devonta Smith will be back. He's competing. Now again, Kirk is competing with the likes of DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Rondale Moore. He'll be lucky to see the field at all, barring an injury. Whereas Devonta Smith, when healthy, is the clear one in his offense. Jalen Rager is getting yelled at by his head coach on a regular basis. And, you know, you got J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Yeah, there's a little Dallas Goddard. Yeah, there's a little Zach Ertz. But... Sorry, my friend. Sorry, Roto Surgeon. That was a bad take. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice that Jerry has left me. So we're going to jump into this. Um, one thing I'm, I'm going to jump into, this is normally something I would do on a patron-level podcast, but is this something that popped in my mind as I was driving home from the baseball tryouts tonight for, for my son? So um, I'm thinking about patience. You know, we have a lot of amazing patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And I'll give you an example. The other day, one of our patrons jumped in with me and he was like, hey, I've got an offer uh, to pick up another quarterback because I've got Carson Wentz in a super flex draft. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's a, that's a really good deal, actually. But does it have to be done today? Because the deal included him moving a 20-22 first. And I was like, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's a super flex. But, man, you know, if, if you can get that deal done week one, when you know how many games Carson Wentz is actually going to move, then maybe you make that move on a contender. But on, you know, a, a day in the, the first of August, you've got a month. So let's get through the next week. Carson Wentz is supposed to have a diagnosis after two weeks of surgery time, so not this coming Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, we should start getting the official clock of when he'll be back. So in Dynasty, it's always good to use a little patience. Speaking of patience, I had to have a lot to make sure that Jerry got them headphones working. Jerry, we back, kid? I don't know. You tell me. How are we oh, sounding? Oh, you sound delightful. Awesome. Jerry is absolutely, he is back. So we did talk about the Roto Surgeon's tweet where he said Devonta Smith would be outscored by Christian Kirk. Do you want to want to land on that? Because you put that. Because again, if you're tweeting and you see in the comments at DWZ Memphis and the little hand holding the pen emoji, I'm gonna make you famous. We're gonna make you famous right here in the Dynasty War Zone. Jerry, anything to add to that before we get to the NFC West? No, I, I am guessing you already handled it. It was it was dumb. I saw it when it when I <laughs> I was scrolling. Jerry, was Jerry, like, let, let's not use you know terms like dumb. It was a was bad dumb. take from a good guy. Yes, he's he's a good he's a good follow, and I, I, I want to say it's, it was um it was a moment of indifference. Takey. Yeah, it's too hot takey for you me. Know, he could have been you know yeah hey hey ma- maybe he lives in a state like Michigan. Yeah, where the true. devil's lettuce is recreationally legal. That's true. I don't. I don't know. I don't think that a surgeon in their right mind truly believes, 
truly believes that Christian Kirk's going to outscore Devonta Smith. But here we go, man. I filibustered. I got us to this point. You're welcome. We're going to be a great senator. I'll tell you the truth one time. I will lie to you like a senator. So we're going to break into the NFC West from a from a dynasty perspective. Jerry, give me your guy. Give me the guy you're looking to buy before he pops this preseason, before the price goes up. And what are you thinking? Who, who's your guy? Well, you definitely threw me for a loop because you definitely said NFC North before we started this. NFC. Jerry, I'm going to go. I'm going to give you a chance to pivot. I'm going to give you a chance to pivot, give you a chance to look. My guy's Trey Sermon. He is the RB25 per Fantasy Pros, and he's in kind of a range with guys like Kareem Hunt and Chris Carson. Here's the thing. I could see where maybe you would want Chris Carson over Trey Sermon, but you're not going to convince me I want Kareem Hunt, especially with the news that Nick Chubb just signed a three-year extension. He's not going anywhere. I know Kareem Hunt signed an extension. I believe it was last year. He's not going anywhere. But let's talk about the offense in San Francisco. So since Kyle Shanahan has been the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, San Francisco has rushed the ball at least, at least 408 times on a given season. Uh, The average over the last four years has been 438 rush attempts a season. That's 27 rush attempts a game. And you know Raheem Mostert's going to be involved a little bit. But let's say Raheem Mostert, when he's not hurt, because that's what Raheem Mostert does, is he's, he's 28 and he gets hurt a lot. But let's let's say Trey Sermon gets 13 to 15 of those carries, maybe half, let's say 14. Sprinkle a little, a little Moster, sprinkle in a little Wayne Gallman. But I do believe this is the guy that you're going to want. He's the kind of guy that I don't believe in long term. But I want to get him now. I want him to flash in this offense. And I want to get rid of him this time next year. I'm not going to be as bold as to call him this year's James Robinson. James Robinson's 2020 was the unicorn season. You're not going to get another one of those very likely. But he's a guy that you can get right now at technically wide, uh, excuse me, running back three prices as the RB25. So for me, I'm I'm going to go Trey Sermon before he pops in a preseason game. We see this before. It's the Amir Abdullah rule. If you remember that game where Amir Abdullah broke one off, and I traded him to our very own Kyle for a 20-something first many moons ago. Jerry. What do you got? What do you got on Trey Sermon? Who, who did you come up with? So that uh, that Javid Best game, I was actually there. I have Javid Best is another guy. I, uh, the old, you use him up. It's like it's like it's like leasing a car. You never intend on keeping this car. This is like leasing a running back. I'm going to lease Trey Sermon. I think he'll have some value, especially in the middle to late in the season. And then I'm going to turn him back over and buy something I actually want to keep or buy a nicer model mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, I'm not super in on Trey Sermon. I get that he's a value and it's a nice, uh, you know, running back. And if they hit, then they're going to pop. He's just—he's not a dude that I love. He's—he's he's something. But the guy I picked is a guy that I know you like, and it's Gerald Everett, tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, you know, I have him in another category. That's what I'm saying. Like he's, you know, he's not like a super sexy pick like Trey Sermon. Like he's—it's a vanilla take on my part, but he's just a dude that I think is going to emerge to be tight end relevant. And that is something that should be celebrated because of how piss poor that that position group is. So my guy's Gerald Everett. I like him. I have tons of shares. And he's, Randy, like, where are you getting him in startups? Well, 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 my well, man is virtually free. Well, let's go off script. I'll go ahead. I had him under my player that will outperform his current, his current ADP per fantasy pros. 
He is the tight end 22 off the board. He's only 27. He's in a range with guys like Blake Jarwin, Pat Fryermuth, Cole Komet. Um, the biggest knock on Seattle's offense is that, Jerry, would you classify that as a rush offense? Yeah, I would. It's, but it's actually slightly above the league average in, in pass attempts. So last year they were 15th in the league with 611 pass attempts, and they were 14th in the league at 59.8% of their plays or passes. So they actually rushed the ball above the league average on both an attempts, a total attempt standpoint and a run-to-pass ratio standpoint. And then here's my next question. Who, who's the third option in the passing game in Seattle? Because I'm going to hear Tyler Lockett. Yeah. I'm going to hear DK Metcalf. Of course. Um, I believe Dwayne Eskridge was the rookie, but I think he's been missing time in camp. And then it's Freddie Swain. And I would literally have to go to Our Lads or ESPN. So, so you're telling me there's an offense that has 600 pass attempts that I could have a guy that could potentially get – if he got 100, if he got 100 targets this year, would you be stunned? Would you be floored? I mean, no. Because, like you said, like, how many times like you said you had to go to our lads, and we're dynasty people. Like we have podcasts. Where is we Luke Wilson it. still there? I I don't think so. I, he, he's what about Owen Wilson. Yeah. Whoa! Wow! All right. So so we clearly both like Gerald Ever. Yeah. I've actually I've actually got him as my tight end three. So we're in a league. Jerry and I did a startup where not only do you do you want to flex. Uh, an additional tight end, you have to. It's a must-start two tight end league. I have Gerald Everett as my tight end three in that league. I've got him. I've got Higby. I've got Hawkinson. I tell you, I love that group. I've got a top five guy. I've got a guy that has shown league-winning potential before in tight end premium. And then you got a guy like Gerald Everett with a quarterback like Russell Wilson. So we're on the same page there. So I'm going to give you a minute. I, I gave you the wrong division. It's because I'm a dick and wanted to make you look bad <laughs> on, on the show. Listen, I did, uh, but no, you don't need my help. No, I don't. You've, you've 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 never needed my help, Jerry. But you you know what? But I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. The guy that I'm looking to sell before training camp gets out is Rondale Moore. I just don't believe in this offense. Uh, I really don't. I will be looking to buy Rondale Moore this time next year. What I need out of Rondale Moore, I think at a 1QB, he was probably a type a top 18 pick, somewhere probably around 16, 17, 18 in your rookie draft. And in a super flex, he was probably in the back end of the second round. He's the kind of guy that I really need about three more camp gifs and a preseason game of greatness for this guy to get me a 20, 22 first, and I, I'm out. I am all the way out. Uh, I, I, again, I don't believe in this offense uh, with Cliff Kingsbury. Could it change? Sure it could. But what else could change is the value of Rondale Moore. I think he's, you're, you're going to get a nice sell window here in about two or three weeks. And then I'll be looking to buy back. I'm not permanently out on Rondale Moore. It's a short term being out on Rondale Moore. So for me, he's a guy that if I can turn a guy that I invested a second in, either a, a mid to late second, for any kind of a first, I, I'm in. I'm so, sold uh, double that in a super flex league where you know, you're going to have about three to four more quarterbacks next year. And th that's why I'm looking to move Rondale Moore. Jerry, what you got, bud? So, you know, once you told me it was the NFC West, I just wrote down names right off the top of my head. 
Uh, just as soon as I thought of a cat, you know, I went through each category, wrote the guy I thought. Mine was Rondale Moore as well. Uh, same reason you just said. And here's the thing. Like, he, he's an extremely talented guy. He could easily rip something for a huge play, and it's going to be exactly what you just said, right? Like, if, if my man goes for a 55-yard touchdown in the second half of the second preseason game against Crumbums and Shoe Clerks, it's not going to matter because the video will be circulated like it's methamphetamine and everyone is going to be smoking in on it. So you are easily going to be able to return value. I am with you. I am like, I, I like that offense. I do. I just don't think he's built to be a dynasty. I said, he can help that team win. He's just not going to help me win. So I, I will cash in on any hype that happens in this preseason or any Debbie value that is still residually existing in dynasty so i am with you my friend rondale moore we're a little too simpatico so far so hopefully this next category gets a split going yeah i I do uh i do want to yell at you quite a bit so i was looking at kyler murray's uh I, i guess quarterback rating uh over the middle of the field from the line of scrimmage to about 20 yards out that is where he really really struggles. Now, he's a very highly rated passer as it relates to the deep ball, and he's not too shabby in the, the short to mid, short, uh, what, a, what a play on words, in that, in that zero to 10, but in that intermediate area, in that 10, that 10 yard to 20 yard range, he just does not excel, especially over the middle of the field. So if you're looking for like a shot play guy, a guy who uh, might have an old school Deshaun Jackson four for like 137 and two occasionally go for it but to think that he'll be a consistent a consistent volume play i would and if he gets really hot not only would i not take a first but maybe i could get like a terrace marshall who i believe in more long term a little bit more value robbie anderson's a free agent end of the year so so that was some of my thoughts on rondell Moore. i do love the player i just i'm not sold on his role in the offense and i want to see a little bit more out of kyler so, if I'm right, I might be able to get him at a discount next year. And if I'm wrong, well, it, it's, it's, it happens. I don't think I am, but I will. All right, Jerry, give me the guy you're going to be holding on to going into the season that you're going to look back on and be like, man, I just sold that guy. I should have sold that guy when I had the shot. Easiest, easiest category for this entire division. I think it's Daryl Henderson. Because, you know, he's, he's the guy, right? Like, And he's, he's going to consume the role – the Achilles is a hard thing to come back from if you're Cam Akers. You know, that's Daryl Henderson's spot. You can talk about, you know, the funk coming in and, you know, taking any snap. That man, it, as far as a James Robinson, quote unquote, a dude that gets an absurd amount of workload, it's Daryl Henderson this year. And you're almost guaranteed that for the entire season. But if my man is a bum, right, Randy, it, it, his value next year is going to be absolutely zero even with cam makers coming back from an achilles tendon tear he is just going to be absolutely useless so i i think that's a guy that i'm holding on to because of the situation where he's going to be the guy and you know you virtually had him on your team for free he was a second round rookie pick if you've held on to him if you traded for him he was even cheaper than that or pretty damn close and, you know, now he's thrust into this role where he's actually going to help you win fantasy matchups. And if he doesn't, he's going to be useless. 
And so for that reason, he's a guy that I'm holding on to, and I may very well regret it on a lot of teams. I have, we'll know quick, right? We're, we're going to know if he's built for it or if he's not. But I uh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's one of the polarizing – there's always a running back that is super polarizing, whether it's Damian Williams or Kenyon Drake or, you know, whoever the hell else it is. Yeah, I think it's Daryl Henderson this year. So I know you're not a huge Daryl guy, but – Talk about I, him a little I, bit. Give me your guy. Well, I'll just, we'll just, again, we'll just go off topic again. I have him as my bust of the division. Okay. Now it's hard for for the the RB thirty one in a dynasty startup, but I'm easily going to take my man Damian Harris, who's going RB thirty three ahead of him. I, I his pass protection has not been good. I was trying to pull up his PFF passing grade real quick, but it's not been good. And I, I think what's going to happen is at some point they're going to bring in a body. The theory that I've heard floated out there by the non-fantasy but yet football-related content creators is that they're going to wait and see who other teams cut, other running backs that make like Wayne Gallman. If Wayne right, Gallman, that's, that's for, a good move. If, if Wayne Gallman was a guy who gets cut in San Francisco because they're going to keep Trey Sermon and they have the other, I think it's Khalil Herbert. Is that right? I know they have a second rookie. I think Herbert may be in Chicago. I'm drawing a blank. This is freestyling off the top of my head. Yeah. But they've got the other rookie. They've got Trey Sermon, and they've got Raheem Moster, who's got a pretty sizable contract. If, 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 if they let Wayne Gallman go, he he's a potential fit in this offense. Uh, you know, Jordan Wilkins. I heard this on another podcast. Again, I don't want to steal someone else's work. I think Jordan Wilkins is a good fit for this backfield. I think the the Rams will look to bring in a guy like that. I think Henderson will do fine to get off to the first couple of games of the season. And then slowly over the course of the season, the running back they bring in between now and week one will eventually, man, uh, I don't want to say steal the job, but will definitely eat into the workload and you'll never get more for Daryl Henderson in your dynasty league, when you would, then you will now. I'm, I, I know people have gotten first for him. Sure. You know, if I, I, and here's the thing, I'll glad, I'll gladly give you Daryl Henderson and my second for your first. I will do that right now, and let's go. You know, you still get some draft. I'm, I'm going to start with a third, Jerry, because you know how I am. You of try course. to trade with me from times, but I'll go as high as Daryl Henderson in a second for your first, especially in a super flex. Because I want all the extra polls at the quarterback position. Pretty good running back class next year, so pretty easy. That's my bust. So Jerry, I've worked way ahead of the schedule, so you've no, you're good. You, you, you you've got to uh, let me get my guy. The guy that I'm going to wish I had traded going into the season is none other than Mister Unlimited, Mister Russell Wilson. He's the QB seven in a dynasty startup. And he's going ahead of young guys that I absolutely love, like all the rookies, well, at least three of them, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. And I'll be honest, I'd be if I had Russell Wilson on my roster right now, I'd be going to see what I could get for Russell Wilson. I want your Matt Stafford. You give me, I'll give you Russell Wilson, and I want your 2022 first. Because per our friends at the DTC, the official calculator of the Dynasty Warzone, a 2022 random first in Matthew Stafford for Russell Wilson straight up is almost the perfect trade. I think it's slightly like 2%, 3%, slightly ahead of the Stafford and a pick side. But I think I'm going to get pretty close to the same 
quarterback production in my lineup, and I'm going to get a free, a free first. And they're about the same age. Russ is 32, Stafford's 33, so it's it's not a huge deal. But I'm going to be looking to move Mr. Unlimited, try to get younger at the position, or try to keep similar points in my roster, in my lineup every single week, while adding some draft capital. Jerry, what do you think about my take on Mr. Unlimited? Yeah, he's a he's a cringy son of a gun, isn't he? But yeah, now that's a that's an easy one too. That's you a know, good word, cringy. He's just, you know, he's been good and he's been good for a long time. But you're right. I mean, if I could get that deal that you said with Stafford, I'm snapping that in a damn second. But how, how many points per game do you think you're giving up if if both guys play optimally? Three. Yeah, maybe if, if they play optimally, I don't know because Stafford is a effing machine too. So and I think just, Stafford's going to be bananas this year because of Daryl Henderson. Right. You know, Sean McVay does run the ball more than people think, just like Seattle throws the ball more than people think. But I, I, I do believe that on a points-per-game basis, you're not sacrificing too much, and I'm going to have that extra first tucked in my pocket. If I'm contending, I can use that extra first to buy me a running back down the playoff stretch. That first is going to give me some flexibility, whereas Russell Wilson, is, is he's just not a league winner. No, and he I is mean, as a QB two. If you have like, if you oh, have Patrick Mahomes and, and Russell Wilson as your QB two, it's a different conversation. Yes, but if I've got Josh Allen as my QB one, and you've got Russ, but and, you know I can get a, a Matthew Stafford as my two, I'm I'm not that far off. No, so I'm, I'm just trying to to keep a points per game basis good while adding some extra capital. So I mean, there. You, Go I ahead. mean, you, you you know me. Like, I, I'll lose a trade every single time if I can get at least some sort of value out of it. So, I mean, I'm throwing a second on my side to get that Stafford in a first, too. But that's because, you know, I'm not I don't enough, I'm, I, 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 I Okay, I see. Look that's the me. classic move. See, see, we we have a lot of new Dynasty gamers who that's are true. joining us because of all the kind people who do ratings and reviews for this show. It pushes us up, up, up the iTunes algorithm when you search Dynasty Fantasy Football. It pushes us up. But we, we do have... We do have some new members. You know, a, a classic is that, listen, I'm losing this trade. So I'll, I'll tell you right now, you can go to the dining. Don't be a dick. Rule number one, don't be a dick. Don't send a screenshot of the calculator. Tell them to go do the work. Tell them to sign up for the calculator over at the DTC. Hey, you go look. I'm giving you Russell Wilson and a third for Stafford and a first. And I'm losing this deal but let's get this deal done. Jerry, I'm not above that. I'm not above reminding you that I'm losing this deal. Just like I lost a deal to you, you know? I mean, I got Trey, I got Trevor Lawrence and a third. I gave you Carson Wentz and Najee Harris. I had to lose yeah. that deal. I had to lose that deal yeah. to win that deal. Yeah, did you? Did you? Until Carson Wentz ain't even going to play. Well, we'll see. That's a difficult well, conversation. It's, it's, it's not actually day. fun for me because I have. that right was like now. the first Carson Wentz share that I had moved all year, so... I secretly kicked myself in the junk. All right, who's the biggest upside play in the division? Give me your big upside guy. Well, I mean, I think Trey Lance is easy, but I'm not going to say him because we don't know if he's actually going to play or when he's going to play. So I'm just going to say Matthew Stafford. Because if it, go ahead. Hold on real go quick. Ahead. Before you go into Matthew Stafford, because I love him as well, if Trey Lance does not play, you will never, ever, Never, never, ever, never, 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 ever, never get a cheaper opportunity to get Trey Lance. Of course. Because the, the, the person who has Trey Lance in your dynasty league, you know, maybe they start contending and out of sight, out of mind. And just think back to Patrick Mahomes' rookie year. He literally sat every game 
And would it surprise you if Jimmy Garoppolo played that Alex Smith role? Got this like Kansas City that year. He got him off to a hot start. They made the playoffs. If Jimmy G stays healthy and they're winning, you're not going to see Trey Lance. Correct. And think and, and think about what you could have got Trevor. I'm assuming not Trevor Lawrence. What you could have got Patrick Mahomes for during that season, like Week Nine, versus what he costs now. Yeah. That that is the window that Kyle Shanahan. Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers are giving you a dynasty. They are giving you a window about October 31st. Put it on your calendar on Halloween. I'm going to dress up like Jerry Sinclair for Halloween right right after I send a trade offer for Trey Lance. That's what I'm doing. I'm putting in a calendar reminder right now. Jerry, I'm sorry I hijacked your, your, your conversation about Matthew Stafford. No, you're good. Always, always good dynasty gem. So it, it's Matthew Stafford just because – the dude has never been on a team that was actually legitimate, that was actually trying to win. When when we were good, and I say we like I'm a lion, but was 2011, you know, they had Calvin Johnson going absolutely bananas, but it was because Stafford threw for 41 touchdowns that they were even in that situation. It, the Lions have never been a contender. He has never been on a contending team. The only reason they have any wins is because he got them wins when they didn't deserve any of them. He's got a surrounding cast. He's got good wide receivers. He's got a good head coach. I'm excited to watch Matthew Stafford, and I know it's detrimental to the Detroit Lions, and I don't care. They deserve to have all the pain that they get because they deserve it so much. I'm rooting for Matthew Stafford. I hope Matthew Stafford wins the Super Bowl, and I hope it pisses off the entire city of Detroit because they will all deserve it. Stafford to the moon, man. Stafford to the moon. I mean, he's like... I don't want to say he's Dan Marino because Dan Marino was a one of a kind guy and a one of a kind, you know, sort of talent in that generation. But he just reminds me of Dan, and I just want him to snap that Super Bowl snafu, get over the top, win. You know, he's, I feel and, I feel and, more and he's John a good Elway value too. Okay, that's fine too. If, if he I wants feel... to win back to back, that's fine. Was it John Elway the number one overall pick? He was. So he, you he know, threw a hissy fit, but yeah. I, well, he he didn't want to play for my Colts. Yeah. So, but. Big arm, number one overall pick, had to play way late in his career to get a championship. Let me ask you a question. Shoot. So, so Sean McVay got this Rams team to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, who we've all been convinced is terrible, right? Right. So what happens if, if Matthew Stafford is one and done in the playoffs this year? Now, remember, Jared Goff, no, there was no fans in Seattle, but Jared Goff went to Seattle where he wasn't the starter, with a broken digit, and led that team, whether you like it or whether you don't. I know the defense did the heavy lifting. Whether you like it or whether you don't, he was the QB when they won that game. What does it look like for Matthew Stafford if they say go one and done or don't even make the playoffs in this division? Because it's possible. It is. And listen, if he doesn't win a playoff game, oh, my God, I'm not turning on Detroit Sports Radio for at least two months because the thing is, like, Stafford hasn't ever won a playoff game, and that's the huge thing that you hear about every single time anyone talks about Stafford. So to just continue that somewhere else, oh, my God, that would be a shit show. All right, well, speaking of a shit show, give us your, your biggest upside play in the division. Now, I, I don't have to give you my outperform guy, but give me your biggest upside play. Okay, well, that was Stafford, but my outperform guy is yes, going to be – I got you. And I owe my – but go ahead. I owe, I owe my biggest upside play. Well, keep let's, going. Let, no, let's do that first. My guy's Debo Samuel. I'll keep, I'll keep it pretty short, oh, okay. short and simple. Okay. Debo is wide receiver 36 per Fantasy Pros Dynasty ADP. 
You know, he's in a he's in a weird for me, a real weird wide receiver twilight zone with guys like Juju, DJ Chark, Waddle, Odell Beckham. And just to me, the reason why I think he's a value, and I've said this before, is Brandon Ayuk is going as wide receiver 20. So I can literally rate, wait rounds and rounds and rounds to go by, and I could still get Debo Samuel. Now, Debo's biggest bugaboo on his resume today is his health. But Debo, to use a Jerry Sinclair word, Debo Samuel, when he gets the ball in his hand, that man is a damn dog. And that's part of the reason why he gets hurt so much. So if we look back in 12 months, or maybe not even 12, we won't, nine. If we look back in nine months, we look back next May, and Debo Samuel had more targets, more receptions, and more yards than Brandon Ayuk. Jerry, are you stunned? No, he's just he's just the type of player that I don't love because you usually have to manufacture targets for him. But no, I would not be stunned at all. And, and that's my thing. You know, we talked about the offense earlier. It's a lower volume passing offense. And this is a team that clearly wants to play with a lead, let that defense do its thing. So between the volume and the cost, it's the acquisition cost. Yeah. A, wide, a wide receiver 36 with his level of talent, yak. Which is funny nine, because it, it took it took one year, right? It took one year of injury for that ADP to just plummet. Plummet. Last, last year, he was the guy. Like, he was the hype He was guy. last year's Brandon Ayuk. He was in that spot exactly. last year. You know? I, now I can go get the cheaper version and yeah. probably get about the same production. Yep. So, for me, he's going to be a big value. I didn't see a ton of other value, um, you know, in, in this division anyway. So, so who's your... Who's your uh, br- uh, guy to outperform his current value? So this one is, I'm going to keep this one short because it's for the same reason that I like Matthew Stafford. It's Cooper Cup. I'm not going to get Randy to argue against that. That's been his man's for a while. I, it, every damn day, every damn day, there is another GIF, GIF video of Cooper Cup just doing gnarly things to defensive backs. I just, abs- I'm here for it. It, it's funny because when he was a prospect, I didn't want anything to do with that dude. Yeah, I did not. But he's, I mean, he's a dog. He uses a jury dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've done that before, Hakeem Butler. Um, so I just, I like Cooper. Uh, why are I you like telling him. on yourself? Hey, why, why, listen, why are you doing Listen, it? listen. You got when he breaks work. out as a tight end, you get to run it all back. <laughs> you get to run yeah. it all the way and back. Then, yeah, and then when he has to walk off the field, the Giants, just like Kelvin Benjamin, then I'll get spit in my face again. But Cooper Cup's just a man. Like, I don't know how much people want to watch this man just dominate everybody that he plays against. He, he's good. And now he's got Stafford He's great. He, he, exactly. I think he... And, and where's he go? Like the ninth or the tenth round? Dude, he, he's wide, per fantasy pros, he's wide receiver twenty eight. Okay, kiss my ass. He's in a. I mean, and and, and, and speaking of wide receiver twenty eight, that's his age, and I think that has part of it. But he has it one does. of those games. As long as he doesn't have too many more lower body injuries, it's going to age really well. He just got a new contract. He's going to be paired up with Matthew Stafford. The, these two are making beautiful music together in the preseason. Jerry, I already gave you my guy to outperform his. It was Gerald Everett. Yep. And I gave you my bust. It was Daryl Henderson. So all you owe us is your bust. Okay. Mine's Chase Edmonds. Uh, he's a guy I like. He's a guy I have tons of share of because he, he was free, and I am an avid and vocal Kenyan Drake hater. So I liked Chase Edmonds. 
given the opportunity, though, he has not. Jerry, you're, you're a hater of a lot of things. I mean, that's true. But in de- in my defense, the Kenyon Drake hatred has actually stood the test of time for the most part, outside of three games. But Chase Edmonds is one. I mean, you're taking that guy too early in startups, and he could easily be, you know, in a, in a timeshare with James Conner. And if you're in a timeshare with James Conner, who's like 26 years old, and you're not very good, exactly. So I'm. You know, it sucks because I had honestly, this could have been my hold and wish that I flipped him guy. But the problem is his trade value right now is just not high enough. So I didn't want to put him there. I think it's Chase Edmonds just because people are legitimately relying on him and come redraft time. Even more people are going to rely on him because it's only going to take one of the big guys, one, you know, Matthew Barry or one Field Yates or something to say Chase Edmonds is the guy you should take. And then that he's going to go up and then it's even worse. Yeah, (laughs) you can flip him. You know, so here's the thing. I got two things. One, when I when I think of Chase Edmonds, I think of this. What I'm saying to you is you should give it to somebody that don't know any better because that's a fugazi. All right? That's a fugazi? How do you know it's a fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. What? It's a fake. But yeah, I know what a fugazi is. I, I, can look at, I can look at Chase Edmonds for two seconds and tell you he's a fugazi. And for me... When I see a really weird, shitty, ambiguous backfield, I'll just take the cheapest piece. Give me Eno Benjamin. Give me Eno Benjamin in that backfield. James Conner, God love him for coming back for cancer and you know playing his heart out. I give you a big thumbs up on the toughness scale, uh, but I don't think he makes it. Uh, we both don't think Chase Edmonds is. You know, I think people really, 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 really want him to be like an Austin Eckler type. And they're going to be really, 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 really disappointed when when he's a, he's a fugazi. So there you go, Jerry. A quick, a quick under an hour show. I appreciate you jumping on with me on a Thursday. Which it, honestly, even better job to you with my. I was I decided to scuba dive for the first little bit, and you filibustered your ass off and got you know, us here. But pe- people always are like Memphis. You know, I, you're you're always wearing the old school DJ looking headphones. Or you listen to a Walkman. And look you, at you, this millennial you, looking you, like a fool. You, today. you got like a you got like a Walkman with like a cassette tape listening to like <laughs> Michael Jackson's Bad. No, I don't. But I I never have headphone issues. So Jerry, now you have on the nice corded headphones. You've, I do. you've, I got, you've I got learned a gaming, valuable lesson. My gaming headset. You uh, know, we, we we threw out some extra dynasty nuggets that we didn't normally do. We talked about patience. You know, we we can go out on that because you were kind of messing around. My thing is, is that's one of the things that I think we live in a world of short attention span theater. I think we live in a world where everything requires a reaction. We can't be measured anymore in twenty twenty one. You know, uh, a social issue pops off on social media. We all feel the immediate need to voice our two cents on it. And sometimes the best action is no action. Sometimes the best action is just to sit there and let the situation play out. That's why when you were adjusting your headphones, I was talking about Carson Wentz. We're going to know more in about 10 days. What's going to change to your dynasty roster in the next 10 days? Jesus H. Christ on a popsicle stick, guys. You've waited since January. 10 more days is not going to kill you, but the move you make, the move you make could set your roster back a year, two years. And, and this was the question, and this, was gr- this is why I love talking to our patrons. A, I love them. They keep me motivated, hungry, and humble. 
to hustle harder to put out a better product. But that's but and, and when we got done, he was like, you know what? That's a really good point because because the offer was like he was giving up. I think it was a tight end like Robert Tanyan in a first for something I don't know. And I was like, is the price going to go up between now and September? He's like, no. The guys had Aaron Rodgers on the trade block for a while. I'm like, cool beans, man. Cool beans. We get that final diagnosis on Lentz's foot, and it's like, guys, we're going to get him in week six. I want you to go back to that fellow GM. Here is Robert Tanyan. Here is my 2022 first, as you originally asked for. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Then I'm, I'm operating with more clarity, more certainty, and I know that that move. Because here's the thing. This is how my life works. This is how my luck works. I trade for Aaron Rodgers today. He slips on one of those Jeopardy note cards that he left on the stairs. He takes a tumble, and he re-breaks that collarbone that he's already broken twice. And then I've got two hurt quarterbacks. Now, if someone's going to give you a smoking hot deal on a yep. Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen, whereas maybe you can move Carson Wentz in that first and you can get to that level of quarterback, different conversation. Some deals are snap except. This is not that deal. So sometimes you just have to lay out, let it play out, and it will usually work out. Jerry, uh, I'm done preaching, at least for the next couple of minutes. No, that was good. Listen, like David said, your sermons today have been spot on. They're wonderful. Loved every second of them. That, that's the thing. It's funny because in my, my oldest dynasty league, I have a weak wide receiver three, and I was going to send out some trades for him like just to improve it. And I was going to flip Daryl Henderson. Um, so, you know, I'm a man of my word. I will try and flip Daryl Henderson. But I was like, why am I doing this right now? Like, let let this man get 17 points in a game. So that way I don't got to overpay and they're not thinking about Cam Akers anymore because Cam Akers isn't going to be on the field anymore. So I'm with you. Love it. Preacher Randy, the, the, the just only, tearing the, it up. The only thing I'm acquiring right now is 2022 first. Give me all of them. Because they're the only thing guaranteed to go up in value. Sure. And and there's no roster that will not, not benefit from getting more first. If you're a contender and you get a couple of extra firsts and you're contending down the backstretch and you want to go get a, a running back or a wide receiver or a quarterback upgrade so you can win that ship, guess what you can use as currency because you need those players. You can't move the damn players that got you to that level. So what do you have? Oh, wait a second. I have a couple of extra firsts. Let me move some of those. Or if you're a non-contender, now's a great time to start moving some of those middling age veterans. That if you're not a contender, it's a great time to move Zeke or Aaron Jones or Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry or Devontae Adams. It's a great time to start moving those mid-20-somethings that are great for contenders but aren't great for you. And you can stack those first. And then, and then you're going to be able to look in about November and someone's going to realize I'm out of it. And they're going to be like, shit, Jerry's got my first. And Jerry's over there like... That's right, sucka. Keep on sucking. You keep on sucking because I want your first to be worth more. Th th there's no better time to acquire. I think, Jerry, would you agree now is the cheapest time to get a first? Absolutely. Without question. The rookie uh, drafts are over. Right, right, so right now. Now? And then, and then like three right weeks. Right now. Right now and then three right weeks now. before the playoffs. 
you know, when, when people, I would even argue when, though, but when, by that point, the, the non-contenders are start just trying well, to hoard them up. Well, that's true. But like the, uh, the team that's making the push and not for the championship, just to get in, you're too desperate. You're going to screw your roster up the bad player. No offense. I know you're out there. I've done it a few times. I've learned my lesson. That person, they, true. they exist and they will try, you know, maybe they have somebody that's injured and they're trying to survive it so that they can get into the playoffs. Their player will get back. You know, they can convince themselves they're going to win the championship. You can manipulate people then too. But in general, I agree with you. It's right now. And it's going to be this way for about the next five weeks or so. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is the time of year where people just set first on fire. Yeah. They just, they, they just trade people who already done it. People are already giving up first. Especially teams that they, have not played yet. That's a great call. If you're still doing startups. So from now until probably week five, when teams realize they're out of it, and they start packing it up and packing it in and start preparing for next year, you've got about a – Jerry's right for once. A five, six-week window to get all the 2022 first you can gobble up. They're the only asset you can get that's guaranteed to go up in value. But what's going to go up in value is you. You're valuable to us. Subscribe, rate, review the show everywhere. Thank you for sticking around to the end. You got the bonus content, the strategy-based content that Jerry and I normally uh, – normally talk about off the air but until next time that man's name is gerald j sinclair you can follow him at jerry sin dwz you can follow me at dwz memphis and until next time thanks for listening and we're here to make the world a better place for fantasy football see you soon guys take care you're very very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for man we stand for those who give a shit we want to be with those who want to do more And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods, spread hate, always party. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles, and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global, that is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global, ViridianGlobal.com. Search the Dynasty Warzone store, and then you'll see all the t-shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor, and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak